Welcome to the Growth Lab Podcast, where we talk about finding new clients, winning more contracts, and growing successful cleaning businesses. I'm your host, Matt Harris, and I run the Growth Lab. We partner with cleaning business owners to launch, accelerate, and scale the growth of their business with tried and tested systems and strategies that generate predictable revenue. If you're turning over at least six figures and you want to grow your cleaning business to seven figures plus, click on the link in the description and schedule a call. Now let's dive in. James, know you're very well, guys. Uh, it's lovely to see you. And I'm really excited to see so many people from so many different industries. James told me that I was allowed to speak for about five to 10 minutes. So I had to make it really short, really snappy. And I thought, how can I give you guys the best value about recruitment without going into a big, long tutorial? So I'm going to start really with a summary of the best. So I'm going to assume, hopefully not too wrongly, that most of you actually have got the basics of recruitment, that you know kind of what recruitment is. You take someone on. A lot of people have probably tried a bit on Indeed. So I'm not going to do a full tutorial on that. So what I'm planning to do is throw loads of ideas at you because what most people do is get stuck in a rut and they go, well, how can I recruit? And I'm hoping that some of these bits will connect with you and hopefully just spark something that will get you out of the recruitment rut if you're in it. If not, then these are loads of ideas if you're going to just start recruitment. So the biggest mistake that most people make with recruitment, if you want to take someone on or if you're going to grow or scale your business, and I know in the cleaning industry, it's all about having a big enough business because it's scalability that makes money. You don't make a lot of money of one person, but you've got a team of 50 and you are making really decent money. So if you want to recruit, the biggest mistake that most people make is they're not putting enough effort in. What most people do is put an advert on Indeed. They wait two weeks. They go, oh, this hasn't really worked. Oh, maybe I'll try something else. And the reality, and I've got James here, is that actually you need to be putting in, I'd say, two hours a day. If you are growing a decent sized team, it's hard work. You need to be doing serious recruitment. And I'm going to throw this at you, James. How much effort are you and your team putting into recruitment? Yeah, well, we were getting lazy for a bit there. When I spoke to you the other day, you were saying you should spend at least two hours a day on recruitment, making sure you've got the right ad and you're posting in the right places. We were falling back, putting something on Indeed and just leaving it. And I know that's the wrong thing to do. And your results, I'm guessing you were going, oh, I'm not getting anything like the applicants I used to get. We were just getting time wasters. So when I used to do it the way that you taught me years ago, Louise, eh, that's when I used to get the, the better employees. But the now you invite, 10, 15 people in for an interview, four show up, you offer one the job and they don't they don't come for the, it can be an issue. So I don't know if this happens in every industry. Well, actually I do. It happens in all industries. People don't show up. But I've got a really comprehensive list of everywhere where you could possibly post job adverts. So uh, you can post it on Facebook, you can post it on the government websites, you can post it in local shop windows. I have a full list, but nothing beats local networking. So go wherever you're going anyway, because that's where you're going to find people like you. So if you're at the school, the park, the gym, the pub, if you play golf, you're at the golf course, literally that is where you're going to find people that hang out, do things like you. So if you're a plumber, go where the other plumbers go. I guarantee you know where the other plumbers go because you're probably going there. It might be the pub. You know, if you want to, even if you want to get new business, if you know all the estate agents, which pub they go to after work, then go to that place. So where are you going to find plumbers, electricians? Go where they hang out. And if they like golf, you're going to find them there. For me, a lot of cleaners are school mums. So I'm going to hang out at the school gates without looking too dodgy. I'm there anyway. 
<laughs> now, when I mention Facebook and social media, what a lot of people do is they whack an advert on their Facebook page and they go, oh, no one's really applied. And I'm like, you've only got about 100 followers. And most of them aren't interested in your job. They're just your mates who are following you anyway, or some customers. So really, if you are going to use social media and Facebook, it's not about putting it on your own profile. You're going to have to post it on every local jobs board. So I live on the outskirts of Manchester, so I'm going to put it on my Manchester jobs board. I'm going to put it on my local town. I'm going to put it on the northern neighboring local towns. Then you're going to post it on your local community group on Facebook. So I live in a place called Sales, so I'm going to put it on jobs boards in sale and I'm going to be putting it on your community groups and really as well if you know that you are looking for people so I recruit people I've said parents and things I know that they're going to be following pages such as soft play so I want my groups to go into local mums groups if I wanted to recruit tradesmen you're going to know far more about this than I am guys where do they hang out are they all in a golf group like you probably want to go Louise we don't play golf but wherever they all hang out that's where you need to be advertising it now what we really want is the people that are not necessarily looking for new jobs because if they're looking for new jobs they're looking everywhere so you want to get people that are going to I'm a bit fed up with my job but I'm not necessarily looking for new ones so you want to find the ones that you know just kind of I'm having a look on Facebook and I quite like the look of it so that's going to need to be reflected in our advert and what most people do is write their advert um, and they say oh you know this is the job these are the hours you know they'll give the bog standard boring bits but what you're going to have to do is get them tempted to get out of their current job Oh, I'm jumping around all over the place here. Jumping, I'm sorry, get them out of their current job. So you're going to have to post what they will get from working for you. Now, I'm not going to go into much detail on this because if you don't already know about ChatGPT and how that is going to do all your marketing for you and basically change your life with regards to recruitment, the answer is you need to do a bullet point of about 10 things, 10 reasons as to why someone would want to work for you. Whack it into ChatGPT. Actually, can I have a show of hands? Do you all use ChatGPT? Do you all know what this is? You're all looking a bit lost here at me. <laughs> so do you want to describe, James, or shall I describe? Yeah, so for anybody that doesn't use it, it's just an automate. You put whatever you want in it. Uh, write me a job description for a cleaner that's going to work 12 hours a week, fortnightly pay, and make it sound appealing or exciting. And they would write out a full job description for you. You can ask it anything, really. No anything, but a lot of stuff. And it can write like, a lot of stuff out for you, aye? Yeah, so it's artificial intelligence. And if you want it to write your Facebook ads, if it wants, if you want a script written for a TikTok video, it basically can do so much of your marketing. It can do your recruitment. You no longer have to write a blog anymore because you are just going to write in the bullet points and it will write it for you. So if you take nothing away from this talk and you learn nothing about recruitment, Whatever you're doing, you need to get on ChatGPT. And uh, if you've got a customer, my favorite one is customer complaints. If they're like a little bit niggling or you missed a bit or this or that, put that into ChatGPT. Ask it to write a response and it is going to write the most, you know, diplomatic response that you would never think of in a million years that. to be that diplomatic. So I've said to ChatGPT, I've had this complaint from a customer and I would write the complaint in. How would I respond to that in a professional way? Because the way I want to respond isn't the right way. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What I really want to say is never the right way. So chat GP takes the emotions it's out of it. Chat it, it takes the emotions out of it and gives you a more professional response. 
Oh, yeah. And all of us get emotional. You know, if someone complains about your work, you go, I've worked really hard on that. And you, you, of course, you want to throw in emotions. It takes that out and you just get a much better customer service, which I love. There are flaws with ChatGPT, but do a few reviews and you can look that up. Okay. So the great thing is um, once you've written your advert with your 10 bullet points, it will write your lovely advert and it probably isn't going to come up in your style. It will come up a bit AI. It's not really your style. So you're going to ask it to rewrite it in one that might reflect your style. So you can dumb it down and make it much more informal. You can make it much more formal. You can, you know, tell it to write it in the style of a rapper if that really is you. Like you can do anything. But different adverts and different styles are going to appeal to different people. So what I would do is get your advert written, then get it written in three different styles. Because I would go for a formal style, a very informal style. So I like it written with lots of emojis, written like a 12-year-old child, really, fairly basic, because that's going to appeal to some people. And then more of an exciting, fun, salesy type one. And I would be whacking all three types of adverts in all different places. And so that's really your advertising kind of done for you, made really, really simple. Once you get your applicants in, and for anyone that hasn't recruited, this is going to get a little bit trickier here. So once you get your applicants in, oh, sorry, actually, when people apply, if you've got it on Indeed, it's really lovely because they put a system in the background and it will track all your applicants and you can respond to them. It's all tracked in one place. Now, the problem if you're using multiple platforms to advertise on is that they're going to apply on multiple platforms. So the best way to get people to respond to a job advert is to make it really simple. So I often will put respond with the word job to this number and they just have to text me the word job. It is that simple. By then I've got their contact details and I can follow it up and start the process from there. But People might send me a message on Facebook Messenger. They might WhatsApp it to me. They're going to put it on Indeed. I've got various other job boards I might be advertising on. And it's really hard and complicated if I've got six different routes. So another bit of a game changer for anyone. Have you heard of, I, can't, I didn't look this up, it's Microsoft Forms, but there's a Google, Google version. I'm sure it's called Google Forms. Um, that's the free version. I use Microsoft. If you're using that suite of Word and things, stick to that. But Google Forms is the same. And what you can do with Google Forms is you basically write a questionnaire. And so in this questionnaire, I would be writing, put in your email address, put in your name, put in your phone number, and then ask them a couple of questions. Whereabouts are you based? Do you drive? What experience have you got of this job? And I would keep it that simple. But what that does, you can template that. So you can say, thank you so much for applying to this job. I now need you to fill in a couple more of these. Could you fill in this form? And then they fill that in and you have got all your applicants collected in one place. And the problem for most of us is that when someone applies, the ideal situation is we call them within the hour. But we all work. We're out doing the job. It's really hard. And I might not get back to them. I might not even pick up my emails till 11 o'clock that night. So the likelihood is I'm not going to get back to them to the next day. And then I've got six different places to search. So by doing this, you've shown you're interested. You've replied to wherever they are. You've sent them that template. They've got that. And they're sat there waiting for you to get back to them, really, which makes it super, super simple. And then when it does, you can then screen through them. And of 10, you might find only two that are suitable, but you can see immediately which ones are suitable. So really, really simple to do it that way. Um, and then let's remember when you're recruiting. Louise, you have see, sorry, one... I see doing that as well. That I found when I used to do that, that gets rid of some of the time wasters. If you're, yeah. if you're making them take like, a couple of steps before you phone them, it shows that they're more 
like they're more interested committed. in the job. A lot of more committed. A lot of people, you would spend money on Indeed. And I know you say do not spend anything on Indeed. Uh, but you can spend money on Indeed. And it's a lot of people for the job centre just applying for a job. And they, they don't respond. They don't come to interviews or anything like that. But as soon as you ask them to fill another form in, it shows that they are committed and they're not just applying for the sake of it. So do you find making them do that, it gets rid of a lot of time wasters? Exactly what you've said. So a lot of us go, oh, people won't do what, don't want jobs and there's time wasters. But actually, we're not asking for commitment. So at the first stage, we ask them a couple of questions, get them to fill that in. And then what a lot of us are guilty of, we get on the phone and, you know, we really connect with them and we tell them how wonderful the job is. And, you know, we really get into this and they go, oh, yeah, you know, this sounds great. And then you're like, right, let's turn you up on Monday and you can start and it's going to be brilliant. And guess what? They don't turn up. And the reason they're not turning up is because we're not checking their commitment levels at every stage. So what I would do is if I have a really good phone call, I'm then going to ask them to do something for me. So, oh, that's really good. Can you just text me your email address? Can you, if I haven't already asked for it, could you please please confirm that actually you've got childcare? Could you please uh, just text me a couple of references? So I'm asking for commitment because if they can't send me their references or whatever I'm asking them for, it could be anything because really what I'm looking for is commitment. But if they can't send that to me or a picture of their last job, whatever you know, whatever you're asking for, they are not going to turn up on their first day. They are not really committed to this job. And um, so by the time we put them through at least a couple of levels of commitment, when we finally offer the job fully, hopefully, fingers crossed, one in two will actually turn up. And that is a whistle-stop tour of basically recruitment and and how to fix a lot of the main problems that people face. And if you have done recruitment, you'll identify with a lot of those. And if you haven't, good luck and welcome to the world of recruitment. That was the biggest problems I had, Louise. I would put stuff on Indeed and I would just invite them into an interview. I would I would keep my diary free for a full, for a full day and do interviews every half hour. Yeah. And one or two people show up. And if they're not suitable for the job, I've just wasted a full day. But I found when I send them the Google Forms and ask them for that bit of commitment, the ones that do come in, are they're more reliable and it's the people that actually want to work. Yeah. Can I ask you, where do you find the most success when you're employing people for your business? Or like, where do you find the most success? Indeed, Facebook, community groups? Do you know, I don't know if the rest of you have found this. And people always say, where do you get the best applicants from? In all honesty, the people that have stayed with my business for years and years and years probably weren't my first choice at interview. So it's really strange when you grow your business. And I think a lot of cleaning business owners will say, actually, I'll take anyone with a pulse. It sounds really terrible, but you get to that stage where you will literally take them on. So can I tell you where the best ones come from? Probably not, because they possibly wouldn't have been my first choice. But it's about spreading that net wide enough. So... I can't say whether Facebook is better than Indeed or, you know, because, you know, they're all good and they're all bad. It's kind of potluck, really, isn't it? So, so even when you put a post on Indeed, you put in a mobile number, don't you? So you'll put yeah. a post on Indeed, Facebook, Gumtree, wherever you put your post, you'd say WhatsApp me saying yes, that you want a job. And then you send them the Google Forms. If they yeah, fill the well, form in, that means they've yeah. done two steps. That shows commitment. And that form saves all the applicants. So you go home one one day and you can have like 20 people applied for a job through Facebook, Indeed, Gumtree, but they're all saved in the one place. And so you, know, you don't need to go into different platforms and see who's applied and things like that. 
And the real power of this, and I don't know where you're all at in your business, the power of this is it's a system. And as soon as you have a system, what you can do is teach your system to someone else. And once you can teach your system to someone else, you can scale your business because you can hand away, once it's really easy and you're just following the templates, you can hand that away to a virtual assistant. You can hand it away to whoever works in or for your business. And if you want to scale your business, and if you want to franchise, and if you want to open multiple different towns and things it is all about these systems putting those in place that will allow you to do that so become good at it but make a really good system that that's good actually because a lot of people like greg for instance eh, he's got his own business he'll need to do recruitment the interviews and things like that if he only needs to put the ad out there and get people to fill in the, the the google form he could get that a virtual assistant pay him 22 pound one hour a week to go through all the applicants and set up interviews looking at Greg's calendar. So rather than right. Greg going home and at it gets even better than it gets even better than that. So if he wanted to arrange interviews, what he would do is block off, say, a Wednesday afternoon, put his calendar there, and then one of the commitment stages is, right, I'm going to send you a link to my calendar. You book in your own interview. And they literally, you can use Calendly. I use Microsoft Bookings. You can just get them to book their own interview. And you go, yes, I don't even have to waste my time doing that and trying to arrange it. And if they want to cancel it, they've got control. So that's one of those really easy commitment stages that makes your life easier as well. So, yeah. And you do three different ads as well. So your word, freedom, differently. Because I could write an ad, try to get someone employed for scrubs cleaning, for instance. Uh, somebody might read it and think it's not very good, but you could offer the same job, but word it differently, and it could appeal to that person. So you can attest it and write three the same job, but three different ads. Three put completely it into different Facebook ads. Community groups, buy and sell group, Gumtree, Indeed, but you don't pay for Indeed. No. And, and again, I'm not sure. Oh, I do know how this works in different industries. So it's really interesting because if you're recruiting for a local job, so I only recruit really, I don't want people more than about three to five miles away because I've only got a part-time job. They're not going to travel very far. And again, this depends on your industry and, and the kind of people you're recruiting for, but I don't want them to travel far. So the people that are looking for the kind of jobs that I offer are probably already going to be searching specifically within this industry, this area, sorry. So what I found is when I paid for it, I can get five times more applicants, but it doesn't increase the quality. And so what I found was actually I can have five times more applicants, but I will rule out most of those five and it's cost me 200 pounds. And that's really for only three days worth of advertising. And what I found was it absolutely wasn't worth it. Now, what you can do on Indeed, if you haven't been on Indeed recently, they've actually launched a new way of recruiting. So you pay 11 pounds per applicant. Now, if you pay that 11 pounds, um, obviously that would be a lot of money. I might get you know, 40 applicants to my jobs. Um, but if you reject that person within 72 hours, you don't have to pay it. So you're almost getting the paid for service. But if you don't want that person, you get rid of them really, really quickly. Now, I'm not saying to do this, but I do know that what some people do is get those come up. They'll get the phone number, reject that person, and then phone them anyway and start it on their own system. So they are getting the equivalent of paid for through Indeed without actually doing it. I've got to say, I did pay for my ones and I sort of believe in supporting <laughs> Indeed for this. But does it happen? Yes. Another thing that, that I've started doing, I've did for the past year, I would always continuously run an ad on Indeed, take the applicants from it and put it on a system that I've got called Text Marketer. It doesn't cost anything for this system. But if you want to send a text message out, I can't remember the price, but it's it's not dear. 
So I've got that database of three to four hundred cleaners that are kind of suitable for the for my work. Yeah. And I I'll send him a text message. We've got a new contract in Glasgow, twelve hours a week. If you're interested, text back yes. And and that's worked massively. So no no matter what company you've got, if you get that database, put an ad out there for people to come for interviews and save them in the database. And you know if you've got a, a joinery company, electrician company. You're going to have a list of joiners, a list of electricians, and when the right job comes up, just send them a text message. If they want it, then then that's great. So that's worked well for us. And that's going to work really well if you're taking on self-employed people, because again, yeah. they're going to do a job for a week, two, they're going to do a contract, they're going to become available again, and you would have lost them unless they are actively applied for another one of your jobs. So having that database is really powerful. I've got to say, if you don't want to pay, because text messages can be a bit expensive, you can use MailChimp and do it by emails. There's ways of making it way cheaper. But, you know, yeah. for self-employed, your own database is more valuable than any advert and anything you can do. Thanks to you guys for listening to the Growth Lab podcast. You can access the show notes and free resources via the link in the episode description. And if you got some value from this podcast, please pay it forward and share it with others across social media or leave a rating and review on whatever podcast platform you listen to as it would really mean the world to me. Hope you enjoy and subscribe and I'll see you in the next episode.